welcome back to another episode of I'm Mostly Okay. I am super excited about this week's episode because we have our very first guest joining us via Zoom. Um, I'm going to get into introductions here in a second. I want to take a quick moment just to say thank you guys so much for the positive feedback on last week's episode. That was a really fun one to film, and I look forward to talking more about you know, female health and how to be an advocate for yourself, both physically and mentally in the future. So thank you guys so much for tuning into that. And we're going to go ahead and hop into this week's episode. Like I said, this is the very first guest on I'm Mostly Okay. Super, super exciting. Uh, this guest, we actually went to high school together in Colorado Springs uh, he was a senior when I was a freshman, and after that, he went on to study mechanical engineering at CSU Fort Collins. Um, like me, he is a lover of all things food and travel, so hopefully we'll be able to talk about that a little bit today. He currently works at um, AECOM, and he's single, ladies, so you know, hopefully we can get a video out there and hook him up. Uh, today we're going to talk about, honestly, life. That's what this podcast was created for, and we're going to talk about our journeys um, post-high school into college, where we are now and how we got here, and what matters and lessons that we've learned and things that we want to share. And I'm super excited to get into this conversation with you. So everybody, please give a warm welcome to Jin Kang. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks, Audrey, for having me on here. You know, it's funny because, yeah, she's right. Uh, we, we did meet in high school. Um, fun, fun little tidbit. Uh, she was my first kiss, <laughs> believe oh. it or not, the whole decade ago. But, you know, <laughs> this is probably the first time we've talked in, I don't know, probably like four to eight years probably since then honestly it's been a long um, time yeah yeah I mean so so if you guys are thinking it's all weird and stuff it's not because we're damn near strangers at this point so <laughs> brand new people but yeah Audrey uh, thank you so much for just like having me on this uh ran across your podcast just randomly I think you posted something on your story and uh, that's how I found out about it and just listened to one and never been a podcast guy never thought I would be but the last year kind of changed a lot of that for me so come to enjoy it but yeah no your, your your stuff is great and I'm excited to, excited to talk about some stuff on here so awesome um, yeah so um you know I know you wanted to uh kind of just get I guess both of our our journeys from you know high school to college and stuff so I, I mean I, I'm happy to start with that um you know like Audrey said I you know I, I was born and raised in Colorado Springs uh went to Harrison High School uh, with Audrey um and then in uh, 2013, I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to get the Daniels Fund Scholarship, which uh, Audrey actually happened to get uh, later on down the line. Um, you know, I took my took my talents to <laughs> CSU Fort Collins, I guess, um, where, you know, I, I studied mechanical engineering, didn't know what the hell I was doing half the time because uh, Harrison, uh, for those of you who know, uh, isn't the most academically inclined school. It was a little better when you got there, Audrey, than when I was there. But it had its ups and downs for sure. Yeah, yeah, but but for the most part, you know, uh, I don't know where it's at now, but you know, it had a, a reputation of being not the most academically inclined high school. So, <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, so needless to say, when I when I got to CSU Fort Collins study engineering, you know, I think I was like fifth in my class or whatever that year in high school at least, and then I, I go to CSU. And man, I just got hit by this brick of reality. Like, hey, dude, you're not that smart. <laughs> and I was like, that's so hey. real. Right, right. Because um, I, 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 again, like I said, we haven't talked in you know years, but I, I don't know how college was for you. But like for me, um, you know, I went from having like this 4.2, 4.3 GPA, and like that first semester of college, I think I barely cracked a 3.0, and that was like with me like dying like killing myself mm. to get these grades and I felt stupid as hell uh especially in um chemistry that that class was the worst oh god don't even get me started on chemistry that's the bane of my existence it's actually the reason I changed my uh majors like it was, oh, it was that bad <laughs> dang your guys is gen chem one got you, got you changing your <laughs> <Yeah>. major <laughs> yeah it was that bad Oh man. Well, well, luckily I, I did not change my major um, <laughs> as, as much as it made me want to do that. But, um, but yeah, you know, in that first uh, year, you know, I, I chose Fort Collins uh, because it's, it's about a two and a half hour drive from Colorado Springs and it felt far enough away from home that I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm smooth sailing. I'm away from home, but like, you know, if I want to go back on weekends, I can. Right. So, right. Um, so it's like the best of both worlds, and I mean, granted, it uh, at, at at that time as as a young, you know, eighteen year old girls, even though I was terrible with them, God, like Audrey, I'm so sorry you had to see that early side of me. That was terrible. Um, but yeah, you know, I was like, hell yeah, Fort Collins, there's all these fine chicks up here, let's do it, and you know, I'm terrible at that too so you know <laughs> try to gas myself up but um but anywho um you know just as, as the years went on I got better at um you know the, the whole engineering thing and I, mm -hmm. I, I guess just part of that too is just like you know you're adjusting to just college lifestyle in general right right and, um, and living refund check to refund check shout out sugar daddy Daniel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out one time so true yeah but um but yeah, you know, I, I noticed, you know, I always uh, reference that point in my life as like probably the biggest gap in terms of just changing me as a person from mm -hmm. like 18 to 22, or I guess 23 is technically when I left undergrad. But, um, you know, I, I eventually, you know, got through it and I did actually fairly well in, in engineering and, and whatnot. And um, I went through this whole crazy journey after college post-graduation but you know we can get into that after you know you share you know your your first part of this but um but yeah I mean you know I was there for five years so I took a victory lap and um you know it was probably one of the the most fun times of my life but also like just uh man I don't know how I stayed up that late or party but how I did or anything like that back then but honestly yeah it's a different scene. I feel like I had a very similar experience as far as, you know, in high school, I was, you know, top of the class. I was, you know, honor roll and um, the work just honestly came pretty easily to me initially. And so I felt like I had a good work ethic, but then I go to college and it's like, no, your work ethic sucks. And I didn't know how to study properly. And I just felt wildly 
unprepared. So I went from kind of, you know, feeling like I was at the top of my game in multiple areas of my life to just, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel and just trying to make it, you know, through each day, each week, whatever. And I was obviously farther away from home. So UCI was a 16 hour drive from my parents' house. Um, <laughs> it, it was hard. I was definitely, I'd say the first quarter um, freshman year, I was on the phone with my mom constantly just saying like, I can't do this. It's too far. I didn't miss Colorado. Like I was ready to leave Colorado when I graduated but I missed my family and having that support system really close by. Um, I did, my grandparents lived not too far. They were like 30 minutes away, but when you're going to class for, you know, five, six hours a day, you don't have time always to just even take that 30 minute drive and, and get away. So I struggled with homesickness a lot freshman year. Um, and then things got better. I think once I started joining more like social clubs and playing sports, that right. helped to kind of level out the experience a little bit. Right. Um, it didn't make the classes any easier. Like yeah. <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> that was that was so difficult. I wasn't used to to having to like study that hard just to barely pass, not even do great, but just do right. mediocre. <laughs> right, right. Oh, and that man. was, it's so hard. And then you're competing with, you know, not only students that are equally or smarter than you, but also their work ethic is insane. So it's like, they could probably do nothing and do just fine in the class, but they're not. They're working their asses off and succeeding. Right. And I was jealous of them but at the time, not, I don't think mentally strong enough to try harder and it bit me in the butt. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Inter you know, it's interesting you say that. Cause like for me, at least I know that, um, <laughs> I always compare like, like if there's anyone I ever do compare myself to, cause I've actually mitigated that a lot, um, mm -hmm. over the last year, but like, if there is anyone I compare to like myself to, it's to myself. <laughs> like my older self yeah and like it's funny because um you know you said that like your work ethic um did did you say that kind of dropped off in college a little bit or oh that, for sure gotcha for yeah because sure. like I that same thing where I'm like yo high school like the year you met me on yo that boy was a workhorse I don't even know how the hell I did half of that stuff because, yep. you know, I, I, you know, like you, you know, I was in sports year round mm -hmm. in all the AP honors classes. I was in like six clubs. I was volunteering. And and on top of that, like in my no lifetime, like sometimes I just played like Halo 3 for like three hours <laughs> a, night, a night, not not like a week, a night. Yeah. So like your boy was running on like four hours of sleep a day for that entire year that you like I met you in the year before that too and it's yep. and, and, you know during my lunch periods in high school like I was applying for scholarships I think I applied for like 30 to 50 of them and yeah you know like I said I was very blessed and fortunate because I ended up getting like 10 of them which was unreal mm -hmm. but um but it's just crazy because like even now like you know, the general person, they'll, they'll meet me. They're like, man, Jen, you seem like such a hard worker. I'm like, no, I'm pretty lazy, but like, I'm really not, you know, it's just because I'm like comparing myself to the older version of me. Right. Where right. like, you know, I'm just like, it didn't matter what the hell you put in front of me. I was going to work 
like grind through it and whatnot and and like that did kind of translate into into college um to some extent but it's like but this time it's like when I worked harder that didn't necessarily produce the better results either though exactly yeah yeah and that's really disheartening when you because I did reach a period you know where it was like okay this bare minimum that I'm doing I'm not doing well I'm falling behind I'm struggling whatever so then you kind of pick up the pace a little bit and you're still just kind of like I'm still not doing well (laughs) I'm not it, it was hard to kind of you know justify the amount of work that I was putting in to the results that I was getting. And that's really discouraging. So it was like, why should I even try to work this hard? Because I'm not, I'm not getting the A's. I'm not getting the 4.0 GPA. I'm not, I'm not progressing. I'm doing enough to pass the class and that's good enough for me. And that was a mentality that I had never faced before. Like good enough was never good enough. So (laughs) I was, I felt like a different person and honestly what were they putting in the high school cafeteria food that we could be at school 12 (laughs) hours a day and then get up at 6 a.m the next day and like do it again man i'm saying like like, not even getting to school too you'd have to get to the bus stop at like 5 30 yeah (laughs) like what were they giving us because i go to one lecture in college and i have to nap for three hours because it was just too much oh man that's so funny you bring that up too because like people don't realize like college if you think about it was like a lot less strenuous if you think about it like mm-hmm. in terms of just like as far as like time physically in a classroom like yes. granted like your time outside of it in terms of like how much do you actually study or not like you, I forgot what the rule of thumb is it was like you know one credit hours equals three hours of studying a week and I was like I don't think that math adds up because that that's a shit ton of hours to be <laughs> yep. studying like, yeah. like if you're taking 15 credit hours I'm not no one is studying 40 hours a week yep and then like having an extra 20 hours of homework. So that's, that's a BS rule of thumb. But, <laughs> but I mean, I, I will say like, you know, at times like, look, it's, you know, if any of your listeners, you guys are like business majors, I'm not, I'm not using this joke to diminish your degree. I'm just saying like every engineering student, when I was going through the, the running joke was like, yo, you know, it's getting to that point. I think we're going to switch our major to business. Cause like, every engineering student that I knew that did do it, they're like, oh man, dude, you get straight A's. You only got to like do like two hours of homework a week and like, it's easy. And I was like, <laughs> well, that sounds way better than, I don't know, my 20 hours I spent on physics homework. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, no, that's great. I already know a lot of my listeners were pre-med or engineering. So oh, you're, okay. you're preaching so, to the so, choir so, so, here. No, 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 what I'm talking about. Yep. It, you know, like I said, like, <laughs> I, I'm not that person that's like, oh, I, I did engineering, so I'm smarter than everyone. I'm not, right, I'm not right. that person. Because like, I, I truly believe that no matter what you study, if you can be the best at what you do, you are smart. You yep, know what yep. I'm saying? thousand like, percent. Like, you know, like the, the, the typical one is like, oh, yeah, well, you could be like an art major. And I'm like, look, I can't draw words shit. I know, <laughs> art's hard. What? Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? Good for you. You're it's creative hard. and you're intelligent. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So like, that's not like the whole reason for that joke was to just give you the idea of like, that's how demanding my major was. Oh, no, I get you. Yeah. Um, And that definitely trends like the bar scene. Like, man, anytime I'd go out, like, you know, my later years in college, like, I'm not even kidding you. 50% of people at the bars were all engineers. I 
that I have classes with and they're going harder than everyone else. Yep. <laughs> like, they need know. it. Right. They exactly. need that break. Yeah. It, well, well, more like just to escape from their reality. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, it was so, that's why, cause I started off as a bio sign major and I oh. went in with the attention of going to like the physical therapy route. And ultimately I was like, I'm going to work on athletes. And that was my plan for years, like set in stone. This is what I'm going to go to college to do. And then I get through the first two years of bio and granted, I think that if maybe I was at a different school, my experience would have been different, but the way that UCI ran their bio program was very much, if you're not a pre-med student, like if you're not preparing to take the MCAT and go to med school, the program was not tailored for you. And so I felt like there were a lot of people in this kind of in-between of like, no, I don't, I don't want to go to med school, but I'm interested in, you know, healthcare and human health that right. they kind of got left behind. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like they were offering or providing many paths for me. And because I had already done the first two years, which were the worst, because that's where we had all the chemistry, the OCHEM, those kind of preliminary classes. The only choice I felt like I really had was to transition to public health because they had the same prereqs. So I made that change at the beginning of junior year and immediately just the welcoming that I got from kind of like their student affairs office and the resources I was given about, you know, there's not five career paths you can choose from. There's hundreds. I was like, oh my gosh, there are things here that I've never even heard of that excite me and I don't know what they mean. So it felt like a very appropriate change, but there was that element of me that was like, I, I feel like I just wasted my time in a program that didn't care if I succeeded or didn't. Mm -hmm. And so that contributed to this, like, why am I even here? You know, number one, putting up with all the administrative crap because that list goes on and on. And number two, you know, working my butt off to be at best mediocre compared to my classmates. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's, <laughs> that's one of those things that, um, I don't know, it definitely translates into, I, I, I guess, why so many people, I, I would say, probably leave engineering too, because mm -hmm. like, you know, like, you know, if you don't keep up, like, sorry like yeah <laughs> you know what I mean um so so yeah no I, I mean I think it's awesome though like did, did you at least end up enjoying what you oh yeah I so much more preferred like kind of the additional elective courses that I could take after changing mm -hmm. um and I have I mean you know COVID threw a wrench in the whole post-graduation job plans oh yeah but I feel better equipped for the workforce than I felt like I was going to get if I stayed with bio. So okay. that's, you know, a positive. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, for sure. So wait, oh snap. So then you, yeah, you actually graduated this May, huh? It was, oh. it was June 15th. So yeah, we had like a virtual ceremony oh, that yeah. was pre-recorded. And so the whole you know, build up was here's this slideshow for public health students. Mm -hmm. And they give like, here's your picture, your name. And then if you wanted to submit 
a senior statement or whatever. And it's like this automated voice and it says, Audrey Tate. And then it's on for a second and a half and then it goes. <laughs> and I, I kind of grappled with like, I don't want to go to a really long graduation ceremony and sit through hours of, you know, other people talking. I wasn't super excited about it. But then there's also the, I spent four long, grueling years of my life doing this. And this is the celebration that I get. So I don't know. I think it worked out fine. My parents and my grandparents were super sweet. They, you know, sent gifts and cake and we just kind of like watched the slideshow and then we're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I I mean, cause yeah, that was, that was smack dab in the middle pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, makes sense. Man, that's, Gosh, way to age it, dude. Well, it <laughs> old as hell. Like, because if you think about it, like, it really was like eight years ago when we last talked. Yep. 2012. Because, like, and that that just blows my mind. Because, like, <laughs> I think I had this like terrifying thought. Um, I, I would say like maybe a year ago, but like I was talking with a friend, and you know we were just chatting, and it somehow came up of like do you know that every college student starting now was born in 2000 or later? I was like, what? (laughs) So weird. It's so weird. Right. And it's not like I'm like way older than them. That's, I don't know, something about 94 versus 2000 kind of rolls off the tongue a little different. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, no, but, but, but that's, that's a little, I don't know. Gosh, just don't make me feel too old in this, all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely do want to get into talking about like post-college and what yeah. that looked like for you, uh, challenges, happy things. Like what was your kind of experience there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, good good little segue there. Um, you know, it's it's crazy because like the my journey up to, to this point where I'm at now is like the one like you're just now entering, right? Mm-hmm. So like equally as profound as that jump from 18 to 22 was for me during college or 18 to 23 or whatever, I felt like I've made probably not as much, but pretty damn near close as much growth from 23 till I'm turning 26 in a couple months. That's awesome. Which is crazy to think about because like, you know, every time like, you know, someone you know, is asked that question, like, oh, like, do you know who you are, like, your purpose, or, like, you know, your identity, all that stuff, like, we always think we know exactly who we are, we're never going to change drastically, and then you look back a couple years, and you're like, "Ah." (laughs) like, (laughs) Like, who is that? (laughs) Right, right, and, um, and it's crazy, because, you know, right out of uh, college, so, like, my very last semester, or year in college, um, I was interning at Otterbox, Mm -hmm. uh, phone case company um and that was such a great company such a big blessing um and you know transitioning out of college uh, I hadn't received any like offers at the time Mm -hmm. um so I was kind of discouraged at at that point but then um you know a couple months into summer of that year I was still interning at Otterbox and I got this um this uh random message on Facebook right Uh uh-huh this dude uh talking about like this job opportunity back in Colorado Springs and like come to find out like 
it said we had a mutual friend on Facebook. Couldn't, I was like, okay, who could it possibly be? And it was this chick that, <laughs> fun, fun little story here. Um, I had met her on a booze cruise during oh. a spring break in college. Fun. <laughs> so it was when I was in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, right? And like somehow, some way, so uh, her name is Melissa and like her, her boyfriend, Jake, it was his dad who um, like randomly one day was just talking to both of them and was like, hey, like, you know, I'm looking for some like, you know, newly graduated engineers. Do you guys know of anyone? And like, for whatever reason, they thought of the tall Asian kid on a booze cruise and for the bar at the Mexico. Great. Okay. <laughs> and so you know, he reaches out to me and, um, and, you know, and then, you know, basically just offers me this job and, you know, it's, wow. it's a quote unquote project engineer, which honestly it ended up being just like this glorified name for a glorified secretary basically is all it was. Great. Great. Um, in construction, which, you know, I came to find out I hate, like, okay. I mean, I hate, um, Melissa, if you end up listening to this, it's no offense to Jerry, but he wasn't that great of a boss to me either. And it just was not a great company. Um, but neither here nor there, you know, it ended up becoming like this really like long year of like one, like life after college, like it's very different. And it, mm -hmm. it, like, it, it's, it's hard. Like you hear people talk about like, oh, it's hard or like, you know, it's such a difficult transition and you never really know what the hell they're talking about. Right. Until like you're in it, right? Like, so, and you're still in like the beginning phase of it. And mm -hmm. you know, for me, it took me about like a year and a half to two to even get, feel like, like I'm school undergrads behind me, whatever. Right. But that was just a really hard transition time. And like, you know, for that company, um, I was traveling, I, I think I traveled eight of the 14 months I was there. Oh and my like, gosh. Yeah, and it was actually like very unpredictable traveling. So like, let's say you and I were talking right now, so it's 6.30 here, like I'd get a random call from good old boss, right? And he'd be like, hey, uh, by the way, uh, I need to pack your bags. Uh, you're gonna be gone for two months in like Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I was like, what? Like, Whoa. And, and, right, you know, so like, you know, uh, it was basically like a fuck you to my plans, right? So, yeah. or, or planning my life. And like, it almost made me always on edge at that job because like, I never knew where I'd actually be. And so like, it put a strain on like friendships, you know, like, um, I, I ended up getting a relationship at the time. Mm -hmm. and like, it just had a lot of, I guess, negatives in terms of like my mental health, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later. But, um, you know, that was just a really hard, hard first job. And and then eventually, uh, you know, I, I got to my like tipping point just because like I had gotten to a really low place in life. Um, mm -hmm. Just like one, I was super overweight at the time. Mm -hmm. I think I was like around like 210, which that, like, I, I look at some of the pictures from like a couple years ago, I was like, oh, yep. <laughs> like, damn, boy. Rel relatable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, you really let yourself go and you didn't even notice it. But like, you know, and on top of that, like, I hated my job. Mm -hmm. um, I was missing family because I was just traveling so much. Um, you know, ironically, I was actually out in Palmdale, California. Oh, like, wow. I was there the last like three months I was working there. Wow. 
and then you know and then at the time like uh, my girlfriend at the time had broken up with me right before I had left uh, mm-hmm. for California and stuff like that and so you know I was just going through a lot um and then like the last month I was there I want to say uh, they had shifted us to night shift mm-hmm. and uh there was a couple nights uh or a couple I guess mornings technically where like I almost died from like a car accident because like I passed out driving because it was like a 16 hour shift. Oh my gosh. Home and like I'd wake up in the middle of the other lane and like would have to like swerve back over. So like after the second one, um, second incident like that, I was like, all right, yeah, worth it, right? Definitely not. And and so you know that mixed in with like you know I'm 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 very I, I guess adamant about like my faith you know I'm Christian and stuff now but mm-hmm. you know, at that time you know I was like questioning a lot of things but um, you know I really dug deep into that and then you know I just kind of took a leap of faith really and and just quit that job not having like anything lined up had maybe like a couple thousand dollars saved up um, and no timeline for when I would get another job right right how I would approach it you know because at the time even though that company sucked your boy was making some cheddar right Right. like I'm talking about like some like like six-figure income that like 23 year olds don't make right so like it was really hard to turn away from that but then like for me at least personally like you know, it came down to like, you know, am I putting my faith in money or like, am I putting my faith in God just mm-hmm. for like my sake, and, you know, where I'm at with, you know, Christianity and stuff. And, and right. so like, that was a huge, um, uncomfortable <laughs> decision I had to make. And, you know, and it's crazy, you know, just to kind of like fast forward to, um, so that was back of October of last year uh-huh. and then fast forward to basically the end of December. So damn near when, you know, my birthday's approaching and stuff like that. Like I ended up um, getting like three uh, full-time job offers. Um, wow. Congrats. Yeah, no, thank you. And like, it was crazy the timing. Cause like my bank account, I think hit like maybe like double digits, like the oh, week wow. all those, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm getting like goosebumps as you're describing it because that's so terrifying. I feel like yeah, right. you mentioned <laughs> earlier that we're similar in that we're both pretty type A personalities. Right. And as you're kind of talking through your experience, like that's so challenging. Number one, to have a job that is insistent on uprooting your life regularly. Right. I mean, I don't know if you're like me in that I I've always had like, here's my year plan, my five-year plan, my 10-year plan. I'm very much so. <laughs> yeah. And so that sounds so scary. And then it's brave, but also terrifying to just leave that and be like, this is not healthy or right for me anymore. Even when you're making, you know, that much cash, right. like, but that's so, I mean, I'm in awe. I, you know, proud of you and that's so great, but it's scary. That's so scary. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and that's the thing, I think that's why that, that time in my life was so profound. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just because like, um, you know, I truly believe that you grow the most when you're the most uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whenever you're comfortable in a situation, how much do you actually grow as a person? You know what I mean? Right. Like, like I guess a very common example would be like the social unrest of this year, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, 
like if those conversations make you uncomfortable, but you continue to at least have that dialogue, then you're probably learning something, right? Oh, a thousand percent. Um, as opposed to just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to talk with people I agree with or believe everything with. And it doesn't even have to be with like the social stuff. It could be with anything, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. like how much do you actually grow as a person if you only surround yourself with people who always agree with you? Yep, that's that confirmation bias. You're not going to learn anymore that if you're stuck in, you know, kind of this black hole of information that continues to confirm what you already believe. Right, right. And if anything, it just like, it just, it it, it just puts you in a bubble, Mm -hmm. right? And and like, and a a very good example is like, you know, um, imagine like growing up in the same city for your entire life. Mm -hmm. I I told someone this the other day or several months ago actually um but but to multiple people that like a crazy statistic i found out was like i think it's like 76 percent of americans never leave their hometown ever i can't even imagine (laughs) i mean i got the luck of being like a military family so i didn't have that choice like we were moving if i wanted to or not which you know as a kid a teenager you're like uh, I don't want to leave my friends. This is so stupid. I had that fight with my mom probably throughout from ages like 12 to maybe 16, where I was telling her like, my friend's mom will watch me. I'm going to go back to North Carolina or wherever and live with her because I don't want to be here. But in the end, I'm, you know, grateful for the experience. And now I know people all across the country, which is so cool, but staying in your hometown your whole life i can't even imagine see and like i'm not i'm not oblivious i obviously i understand that like some of a good amount like a chunk of that percentage is like socioeconomics like you just for sure for sure um but the idea that like three and four okay at least like a half of that three-fourths at least they have like an option to but they choose not to which blows my mind right yep um but I said all that just to, to, to kind of tie it back to like, you know, there's this bubble, right? Like if mm-hmm. you only have people who are like from your hometown and that's all you ever hang out with and that's all you know, mm-hmm. well, when shit hits the fan or like you realize someone else's reality highly contradicts your reality or like is very different from your reality uh, to, to show you that you are not right or like you're not, this only, you're not the only person or center of focus of the entire world like mm-hmm. I don't know I just feel like that's like so telling right oops sorry no you're fine you're fine um but yeah, yeah definitely I, yeah yeah I don't <laughs> I'm not gonna lie sometimes I get on these little side tangents so um, <laughs> y- you know I think like overall um I, I just think that like that really kind of shaped my um adulthood till now you know like after I you know had those three job offers I ended up taking it mm-hmm. called Acom like you introduced me to um, they're this huge S&P 500 company uh, that's like the world leader in uh, civil infrastructure so like they they built like the world trade center like the new one um, that's crazy stuff. so um, you know and it's it's been like a 180 compared to my last company like I love my manager um, there's no micromanaging like the last company yeah. they had cameras set up in their office and they like watched you making sure that you didn't if you didn't come in before or if you came in after seven like a couple minutes or left before five like they would talk to you about it oh my gosh so, so feeling like 
I don't know, big brothers watching is not <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and how is that an environment conducive to success, honestly? Like right. that's right. its own bubble that you know the managers right. of the company are putting themselves in. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and like and on top of that, like, you know, like it's just so much more flexible. Like the benefits are great. Like it, everything about this company, like I have no, nothing to complain about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. Cause like just where I was a year ago to now, like, it's just like so revealing how much a year can do for you. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and in, in my case, you know, like it really just reaffirmed my faith. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if, you know, you have any faith or whatever, but just like for me and just like Christianity in general, people tend to have this like disclaimer or like this misconception that like, oh, like when you're Christian, life's perfect. I was like, no, life's just life. And then like, you're just choosing to believe in something more than yourself, right? Exactly. So like that whole experience really, really um, just put a solid foundation, I would say, on on my faith now and where I'm at young adult in my mid-20s and stuff like that and mm-hmm. um and yeah and like you know I have like this great group of friends that you know I did meet through um the church I go to now but like mm-hmm. I've never had positive church experiences for the most part growing up um and like it's just so crazy like where I was to feeling like isolated I was overweight um didn't have a job or income or whatever mm-hmm was so like scared to be frank right with what the future actually held to like now like you know i'm in such a great job like i have my own apartment which i'm blessed about um i have friends who actually like invest and like put time into it with not saying like some of my other friends i still keep in contact with don't but like right um i have so many more now and and it's been so life-giving and um and on top of that like i would say like i'm generally content now like like I don't let the highs and lows of life ever really get me and like I know this year in particular has been like very difficult for like millions of people but like selfishly like for me personally it's been my best year of life ever (laughs) that's amazing yeah awesome yeah yeah yeah. so like yeah so that that's kind of like how that whole transition from life after college was for me Um, you know I'm curious about you you know I didn't know much about like your college story either, yeah. <laughs> but so, like, all this is new to me, but you know, I'm yeah. curious like, how, how it's been for the last, I don't know, six months since you graduated, like, you know, where you feel like you've grown a lot or where you feel like you still are, are learning. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, um, like we touched on before, so the shutdown for COVID in California started, I want to say like mid to end March, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so I still had a couple months of school before graduation. So like the entirety of my spring quarter was done online. Um, and I was at that point, I had finished all of like my major classes. I think I was taking Spanish and then maybe like a global health course and one other class. So workload wise, it wasn't going to be difficult if I was on campus anyways. Um, But I was, you know, I was online. I logged in in the beginning every day of the week and I was on Zoom for maybe two to three hours um, for classes, which let me just say, going to a lecture is draining, but sitting in front of a computer screen 
and trying to navigate that is somehow more draining than sitting there and listening to the professor preach at you. Like it was exhausting. I'd be on the computer and I'm like, I can watch TV. I can binge Netflix. Okay. And I can do stuff on my laptop for hours, but for whatever reason, watching the professors like struggle with the technology and how do I share my screen and hearing kids talk over each other. And that one kid who doesn't know how to mute themselves. It's like, this is physically and emotionally killing me right now. It was so much. And fortunately, even my professors towards the end, they were exhausted. So I think two of them cut classes down to maybe two or three times a week. And they were like, just do your assignments, get it over with. (laughs) And so I getting ready to graduate, I was like, this is great. I'm going to do what I need to do and be done. But there was a part of me that was like, you know, some of these kids, these are prereqs for what they're going to have to take later on. Like I, my Spanish class had freshmen in it and it was like, this is their minor. They need to build on it. And so I felt badly for them that their education was being so compromised in this environment because the professors were having such a hard time and because there were seniors in there who were like, honestly, we just don't care. (laughs) You're like, I'm not outing myself, but. (laughs) But low-key, I don't want to be here. So that was definitely a challenge. And then obviously graduating online, it's weird because like I didn't get the experience of just kind of like being thrown out onto my ass and now I'm in the real world. There didn't really feel like there was a finality to college. Like I finished my classes online, I graduated online and I had already lost my job because of COVID at that point. So like I've been unemployed this whole time. And so there wasn't any major markers of like, we're starting the next phase you know, or I'm starting the next phase of my life. And so I even still feel a little bit like, you know, I'm a college student who's doing this, whatever, even though I'm not anymore. So that has been kind of a troubling and difficult mental state to manage because it's like that part of me is holding back the rest of me from progressing and moving on. When I, I had this whole plan of like, okay, I was working retail. I was working at Victoria's Secret um, for most of college. And the reason that I kept that job so long was one, I really loved my coworkers. I had super solid bonds with a lot of them. And two, the money was good for like a retail job as a college student working, you know, 25 hours a week. But in Newport Beach, I was getting a very fair wage. And so I was building up my savings. I was on top of all my bills. I felt very secure. You know, Ronnie, my boyfriend and I were able to get this really nice apartment that kids our age, a lot of times don't have here in Southern California. So I was holding on to it for the money aspect, but the plan was, okay, after graduation, I'm going to work through the summer. I was talking to the store manager about getting a management position just to get some management experience. And then I was going to intern or start another job somewhere else. And then COVID came and none of that happened and retail places shut down. So I lost the job. And then I decided like maybe I was holding on for too long. 
So when they decided to reopen, you know, they called everybody. They were like, we're offering these people their jobs back. You have to be able to work these hours, these days. And I was like, no, I'm not going to go back, which was scary because that's, you know, steady, stable income, which you're not getting from, from unemployment benefits. But I was like, if I go back, I'm going to get stuck and I'm going to stay there for six months, a year, because I like the money and I'm going to be holding myself back even more. So I said no to the job. Um, I'm currently taking an, like an online course right now uh, to be a medical scribe because I need some healthcare experience. Cause you know, you know, the shtick, right? Like they want these entry level positions to already have five years of work experience (laughs) and like seven degrees. And it's like, I don't have that. I'm sorry. So that's like every industry too. I swear. They're like, yeah. So like this is for a brand new, like entry level position, like no experience required, except, (laughs) except five years. Yeah. X, Y, and Z, all this experience. Yeah. You're like, you just contradict yourself. Oh, well, like, yeah, we need someone who knows what they're doing. But why is it entry level then? (laughs) I know. (laughs) And it's, you know, I try to, you, you make the resume look really great. And all I was hoping for initially, I mean, I'm, I have applied to, I think I was looking at the account the other day, but in total through my many job application profiles, Mm -hmm. I've applied to between 75 and 100 jobs since the start of the COVID shutdown. And I have gotten exactly zero callbacks and zero interviews. That's crazy. And... I'm battling with myself about like, okay, so, you know, what's wrong with my resume? Like, what's the issue there? But also like people aren't hiring, people aren't opening up jobs, you know, especially in like, we just went to Arizona a couple weekends ago mm-hmm. and the difference in how they're dealing with COVID versus how mm-hmm. it is in California right here. Like, okay, it's super different. You know, in Colorado, where my family's at, lots of things are wide open. That's just not the case here. So I get that there's going to be a difference and, you know, maybe they're waiting a little bit longer to accept applications for places. I get that. Um, But then I'm also like, I'm a public health major. Like you should need me right now. This is what I was made for. This is what I studied. Like we're in a public health crisis. <laughs> Don't I have the education that's supposed to like, you know, I'm ready. Right, right. Yeah, no. And and honestly, a lot of things you're going through, like I questioned a lot too. That, mm-hmm. that was one thing I actually left out unintentionally. I actually didn't want to pass on my knowledge. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I'm not even gonna lie. I questioned like, was my degree worth it? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, there was plenty of times where I was applying to all these jobs where like, yeah, like you said, it's entry level, but they want like four years of experience and said job and stuff. And like, and honestly, you know, after a while, after so many like rejection letters or like no response at all, you're just mm-hmm. like, it's gotta be me then. Yep. Like, what's up with that? Right. And you know, the hard steadfast, like, I think reality, which it can be fair and unfair, depending on which, which side of the, the line you're on, right, is like, it really comes down to who you know. 
um, unfortunately. Um, a lot of times, like, you know, it you are perfectly qualified. It just so happens that the one person that did get the job just happened to have a connection to the person that was hired. Right. right? Directly or indirectly, right? And, and like, because, yeah, like, the job I have now, like, that came through the connection of, like, luckily this this was the only good part about my last company but it's like I had met this old dude uh who was a senior hydromechanical I'm talking about like grumpy old dude <laughs> Lo- love him to death because he teaches me a lot but he's definitely grumpy because he's right you know, like 67 he's about to retire and yeah. like he's always just like complaining he's like oh this is bullshit <laughs> okay um but yeah, no, I met him on a, a, a project that I was working on for my last company. Mm-hmm. And like, I just randomly, I was like, okay, this is probably a long shot. But like, I got his contact information mm-hmm. and I just got him an email and was like, hey, um, you know, I'm not sure if your company is like looking for entry level mechanical engineers, uh, but if they are, please let me know. And mm-hmm. you know, he pulled all the strings for this thing. Like the position didn't even exist. My position didn't even exist. Oh, wow. And, and just because, and, and here's what, what I would encourage you and just anyone listening is like, don't ever discount how you, you interact with people in a professional setting ever. Okay. Because, it, because if you, let's just say like I was a dick to him when I, you know, met him the one or two times on a phone call, right? Right. Probably wouldn't have done any of this, right? But just the fact, like, granted, again, like, I didn't, like, talk to him or work with him directly a lot at all. It's just whenever mm-hmm. I did interact with him, it was a positive experience, right? right. Um, and it just so happened he just remembered, you know, I was fairly diligent in, like, you know, our few interactions in terms of attention to detail and stuff like that. And he saw that I was eager uh, for a, an opportunity elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, he, he did all the, the, the legwork for me to even get onboarded into this company. Right? right. And so for that, I'm forever indebted to him, in my opinion, like to yeah. him, no big deal. Right. Whatever. But, um, you know, I just say that, like, you know, you never know what an interaction, Mexico, right. Like mm-hmm. if I was a dick to Melissa when, and Jake, <laughs> when I met him, they probably wouldn't have thought of me. Right. But it's right. just uh, generally, like, I, I feel like more often than not, like, I just try to leave a positive impact on, on people if I meet them once or if I meet them thousands of times, right? Um, right. Nonetheless, like, I try my best to not, uh, or I guess for lack of better words, just to be a good person, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that goes a long way and people forget that, right? Um, and so, like, you know, my encouragement to you is, like, chances are it's not your resume, <laughs> you it's just that like someone else had an in somehow and right. like how to build that, you know, you know, I know we want to talk a little bit about like building a network and stuff and like how that, that works. Um, you know, I think that just comes down to like who you surround yourself with, I think. Right. One. And, and then two, how much you put yourself out there. Right. Um, cause, cause there's only so, I guess, so much you can expect others to do for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like on that same side of the coin of like putting yourself out there, like you never want to be fake either. Right. Like, right. As, you know, like, Oh, I'm getting to know you as a means to an end to get this job. Right. Definitely. Um, so, so that is a fine line that like, there is no clear answer for it. Cause like 
you know, everyone's different in terms of like how much is too much or like, you know, um, what's, um, what feels like it's being a little bit more, I guess, um, fake versus not or whatever. Right. Like your general interest. But that's why, you know, I would just encourage you just like, you know, don't give up. You're not stupid. I, I've questioned myself <laughs> that a lot too during that time when I was regularly, like, daily. Right. <laughs> right. You're like, man, I'm an idiot. I no wonder why they won't hire me. I can't even make a resume. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just keep keep working hard at it. And like the biggest thing I could say during this time, so like during that whole three month stint when I didn't have a job, mm-hmm. um, like what you're doing with like this class and stuff like that, like. Yeah, like if you are in a period of life, and obviously I'm talking to like your audience, right? Or or even you, even like you know, if you're in this period of life where like life feels like it's stagnant, for lack of better words, um, pick up something and learn a skill, or learn something, right? And it doesn't even have to be job related, but just I'm talking about like a life lesson related. Like one of the things I do once a year, which is really dorky, but I love it, is I add a a feature to my budgeting tool on Excel. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do. What does that look like? What does that look like? You know, if I showed you it, it'd probably look a little more complex than it's needed to, but <laughs> either way, I, I mean, it's just like this thing where like, I want to become more financially literate as time goes on. Right. Okay. So like last year, for example, I added a small feature, which it's not necessarily geared towards like my budget, but more towards taxes. So I, I made up this table where if I put in my income, it'll automatically calculate the exact amount of dollars I will have to pay in taxes this upcoming year. Oh, okay. And 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 I, I offset that along with like my savings and like right. different investment accounts, whatever, just to see where I'm at, right? And so it gives me a good idea or a good projection of where, like how much I'll actually get on my tax refund. Cause you know, people always wonder like, Oh, I don't know how much I'm going to get. Right? right. Yeah. But now like every year, like I, I will know how much I, I expected to get based on that year's um, tax brackets and stuff like that. And oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like, so that's just an example. Right. But like, it could be anything. Right. Um, I use finances just because so many people, our, our age specifically are very financially illiterate, right? Right, and, for sure. Uh, what to do, um, you know, someone once told me, they're like, you know, anyone can make money, but not everyone can keep it, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, True. And I was like, that's such a good point. Like, because I'm very good at spending money. <laughs> like, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> Your girl can shop. I'm a spender. That right. <laughs> Yeah, your boy loves to eat, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, like, pick up a skill and, like, develop that. You know, I also, like, studied to get the certification for, to be, um, like, an engineer in training, which it, it's uh-huh. basically a big exam I had to take that um, was basically a summary of my whole five years of undergrad classes. Mm-hmm. So that thing took forever to study for. There are so many topics, but then, like, I was working on that during that time, too, while I was applying. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, not to go in a circle, but yeah, just like whatever uh, season you're in, if you feel like you're stagnant, like just pick up something that like, if you have a laptop, you probably can get get it or if you right. have Amazon and one or 200 bucks for like a textbook that you need, do that, right? Yeah, that was something that I definitely feel like 
again, COVID has been a, you know, definitely a curse, but also a blessing in disguise as far as how much time we've been given with ourselves. I feel like my definition of productivity had always been wrapped up in what kind of grades I was getting, how many hours I spent at school or university, and, you know, like this very specific cookie cutter list of um, accomplishments. And so, I'm gonna like respond to your message. <laughs> oh my gosh, my multitasking is terrible. It's fine. You guys, we're using the chat tool, okay? We're, yeah. we're trying to be professional, but we're not, we're not, so it's fine. Yeah, I was just trying to tell her, you know, like I don't <laughs> want to keep it just to an hour if you guys are already annoyed with me talking so damn much that we can <laughs> no, I think so, this is a great conversation. We're going over good stuff. Yeah. But um yeah, so I had that specific definition of productivity. And then you know kind of the shutdown happens and I feel there was like days where I would go and I'm like, I'm not I'm not producing anything. I'm not creating anything. I kind of just feel like a lifeless, useless sack of whatever. And so, I mean, honestly, that's how it felt. And I, and then I was trying to justify because my personality had always been, I was busy. When I was in high school, I was <laughs> there all day. And then I did after school clubs and then I did sports and then I worked. And on the weekends I was, you know, we had volleyball practice and then I also had a job and I, those were like my chore weekends so I can make sure like my house was clean and whatever else. Right. And so I was always a full schedule person right. and I don't necessarily think that that was always a bad thing. I kind of loved the go, go, go attitude. But I noticed, especially when I got to college, that when I was in that go, 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 there was always something that would slip. So it was either like my anxiety would get really out of hand and I just had to kind of stuff that down because I had a million things to do or my physical health suffered. Like I wasn't going to the gym and I was putting terrible food in my body. And I struggled a lot with how do I create a balance where I'm keeping myself healthy both inside and out, but also, you know, at the top of my productivity game. And so I appreciated this kind of experience that our quarantine has given me in that I am working on how do I have a full day with a list of things I need to get done, but also I'm doing things for myself and I'm checking in mentally to make sure that I'm in a good headspace. Right. And it hasn't been perfect. Right. nowhere near but i feel like if i can establish that balance now then when life does get back to normal and i do have to you know i'm going to be at work full time or whatever that i don't have to let those other things that are still important to me slip to the wayside right you right. know yeah no for sure and and i think that that's something that um life after college it's such a hard find, I guess, in terms of like trying to find that balance, right? Because mm -hmm. um, it's just so easy to let the busyness of life take over, mm -hmm. um, which is where, honestly, like, you know, you, I'm sure you you watched all the damn memes or saw all the memes about it, like, or like just people talking about it, how like 
you know, the quarantine forced you to mm-hmm. slow down, right? And if you think about it, um, and, and this, is, this will be like a good segue into like the mental health talk that you wanted to have a little yeah. bit. Um, you know, our society, like just as a human society, we have so much information at our fingertips every second of the day, right? And it's a big contributing factor of why like there's so many people that are depressed because like our brains were not made to function like computers. But the the rate at which information is fed to us through social media, through media, just everything technology-wise is like at an unreal rate, right? That's why like in all honesty, people our age and younger are very impatient. Mm-hmm. Like I think back just to like how much more impatient I am now compared to like when I was in high school, when like dial up internet was still a thing. AOL was still a thing. Right. Yeah. And we, we would sit there on our phones, like let MySpace load for like three minutes and then we'd see it and we'd like, wow, look at that. And then we click something and wait another three minutes. Right. Yep. Where like now it's like, God forbid if, a page is loading for more than half a second mm-hmm. and people are like man this is bullshit like AT&T sucks yeah total meltdown <laughs> total meltdown yeah you know what I'm saying and like it, it's crazy though because like we we are at this pace that's crazy and like that's why I think COVID was driving so many people wild right yeah um was because they just could they didn't know what the hell to do with I don't know time mm-hmm. right because <laughs> we're used to filling up our our schedules from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to bed right mm-hmm. and and so like I say all that just to say like yeah like hopefully COVID obviously it sounds like for you it helped you become more more present or self-aware with mm-hmm. where you're um, you know, I hope that people actually took the time to do that rather than just like sat there on their phone watching TikTok all day. You know what uh, I'm saying? TikTok. Wait, hey, I, I can't relate because I don't have one. Thank God. I, I don't either. I haven't <laughs> downloaded it. I don't, you know, they come through on whatever Facebook or Instagram feeds, but I have heard story. My sister told me that one day she was in the same position for, right. I think she said like eight hours she was on TikTok. I was like, what? That, it's unbelievable. So I haven't downloaded it because I definitely have addictive tendencies and I don't even want to subject myself <laughs> to that. Your reasoning is the exact same reason why I didn't do it. Cause I was like, yo, I've seen how I've been on Instagram and, yep. all and it used to be Snapchat and like, oh yep. man, like it's, it's Checking bad. it constantly, it's constantly. Bad, and, and so like, um, you know, and and I just say that to say this, like, you know, I'm a big proponent of social media breaks, like mm-hmm. legitimately, like not like, oh, I'm going to de- like, you know, just delete the app. It doesn't even have to be for long. I promise you, your followers won't leave. They'll probably still be, po- they probably won't even notice you left. Yep. <laughs> to be quite fair. Yeah. Um, unless you're like one of those quote unquote influencers, which is just, a, I don't know. I, I feel like those are very narcissistic, but nonetheless if that's how you make your living that's how you make your living (laughs) (laughs) you rich it's cool yeah you do you boo boo Um, (laughs) but yeah i just um you know i i really think that uh social media and just um the internet in general it has done so much good for just human society but like 
like anything in life, everything in moderation, right? Yeah. Um, because too much of anything is not good, right. even if it's a good thing, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, that's that's one thing that like I really hope that like a lot of like your listeners might even dare to consider because I know sometimes it, it sounds blasphemous, but like yeah, taking a social media break, even if it's for a week, I guarantee I. I'll put my money on. I'll send you like a $5 Starbucks card. If you don't believe me. Take a genuine five, you know, week break and like, just like focus on your day to day. Stop worrying about everyone. Yep. Else, you know what I'm saying? And like, see how much more energy you just have and how much more present you are today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? No, I definitely agree. I've had, periods where I'm like, you know what, I'm not even going to open this up. I'm going to leave it alone as long as I can. I have found the podcast has done good and bad things for me. I do find myself checking on the podcast really regularly because I want to see if it's progressing, how people are responding to it. Yeah. But I, you know, that also creates this feedback loop of if there's an episode that's not doing so well off the bat, I'm like, Oh my God, they hated it. That was a stupid topic. Why did I waste my time talking about that? And then you're kind of battering yourself about, am I even interesting enough to be putting my life, you know, on the internet? So it's like, and I just try to ignore it. You know, I have, I feel like each episode overall, there's kind of that average number of listens that it gets. And I'm like, I'm, happy with this number and I'm brand new. I've done this. I think I just released episode 11 this week. So it's like, you know, if I'm getting 25 to 30 listens per episode, then that's an okay place for me to be in right now. So, you know, that's what we're shooting for. And I, I, okay, this is how much I don't know about technology. I just learned like a couple of days ago that right. there's a feature on or like in screen time or whatever, where uh-huh. you can set like time allotments for apps or yeah. you can say that you can't access this app after 5 PM. That's crazy. I didn't yeah. know that existed. I think that's <laughs> so helpful. And I'm going to definitely turn that on for myself because right. I am the mindless Instagram scroller or the right. mindless Facebook, like, Oh, I'll just scroll through. And then it's an hour later. And I'm like, shit have I been doing <laughs> I got stuff so, to do. yeah so I'm definitely gonna turn that on but I agree like just you know unplug every once in a while and I think especially you know we talked very shortly about kind of the the social unrest earlier and right. kind of the state honestly of our country right now right. is sucks it's terrible it's so divisive and there's so many different sides. And I talked about this a little bit in the social media black hole episode, but it's like, no matter what you say, you're wrong because you're either not educated enough or you're too privileged or you can't share the same experience. And if you try to opt out and be like, you know what? I don't know enough about this subject. It's like, well, then you need to take the initiative (laughs) and learn. It's like, okay, I, I'm going to hop off. Because no matter what I say, I'm going to be attacked, even if I'm just trying to be supportive and just trying to be there for the people who need it. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and that's the thing is, um, you know, you know, it's, it's really crazy how that whole conversation panned out or like how it led up to this, but yeah, I mean, a big thing I was going to talk about was like comparison, you know what I mean? Like how not to compare. Right. And Mm -hmm. so like one, well, that that's partially for the comparison part, but then the other part is also like, once we realize that like we will never make everyone happy mm-hmm. like you will be happier knowing that that's just the reality right mm-hmm. i mean i i use a very common example like look let's just say lebron james okay look there's a lot of, you know i can get into heated topics about like just sports and stuff like that but, like, <laughs> let's just say it from this standpoint like regardless of what your feelings are on him this man started a school for underprivileged youth and somehow some way people somehow find a way to like still hate on that not not yeah. even him just like him doing it they're like oh man he's so narcissistic it's like <laughs> like what like what what does it matter that's the right, same right. argument about like shaming celebrities when they advertise that they donated to charity it's like oh my gosh you're you only donated to get all this attention it's like Maybe they did, but they also donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to this charity. Right. So can we just <laughs> right. focus on right. that? It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and analyze motives for good acts, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. if it's a good act, it's a good act. Like, look, I think you and I both agree Trump is not a good dude, right? But no. let's just say if he donated like $100 million to like, I don't know, something you know what I mean? That's climate change. That's something that I 100% if you're going to work on that, we're cool. Right. But whatever it is, it's like, I'm not going to shift my position on, oh, he's a good person. No, like I'm going to be like, that's okay. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. That was a good act of kindness. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So like, you know, like, so that's just one side of that coin is like, yeah, like it's crazy that like people always want everyone to agree with them. And like, it's, it goes back to what we were talking about, how, like, that's just not ever going to be a reality. And, like, mm-hmm. if you only surround yourself with people who always agree with you, you're not going to grow, right? Nope. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's that's point number one. But point number two, and hopefully this could, you know, talk to you a little bit, but, um, you know, the, I think the biggest thing that helped me out of that that slump mentally, you know, last year um, you know, there's a lot of different facets I was coming from in that experience, right? Right. But one of them was mental health. Like, I was just not in a good mental state. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm not the guy that throws out the word depressed, like, ever, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people misuse the word. It's like, no, you're just really sad. You're just kind yeah. of measuring to get sympathy. But, like, I would say that's the only time in my life probably legitimately depressed for a solid, like, two months. Mm -hmm. that was like hard for me to like overcome that and like and like a big proponent for like helping me get out of that rut was like yes I shut off social media but it's because like it wasn't the social media it was like the reason why I was on social media right right the reason was because I was comparing right I was like oh man their life is perfect um you know oh they're in this relationship I just got dumped (laughs) like you know stuff like that and it's so easy to find out or or to compare yourself to in reality a fake world right Mm -hmm. because anyone 
who posts on Instagram knows. Oh, this these are my highlights of what I've done or am doing, right? This is fun and I want to share it with my friends. Mm-hmm. But it's almost been like hijacked now to the point where it's like, oh man, Audrey, you are doing some awesome stuff with this podcast. Like I'm a loser for not starting my podcast. You know what I mean? Like, like it could so easily be like just so misconstrued and like, and then it's this idea that like, oh, they're not human either. Like they're not going through anything good or bad or whatever. It's only mm-hmm. good. Like, it's like, that's just so false. Right. And like, and and that's why I just feel for like, this younger generation coming up because like that's all it is <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's yeah, their we, life that's right, their existence but, right and like you know i'm not saying like you know people in their mid-20s or whatever like you know my it, yeah mid-20s was is probably around like the time when like we were just getting introduced to smartphones in high school i think yeah when I was a senior was around that time right so like obviously we're not doing much better I was definitely not good about it in my college right um but yeah just like you know if you're a comparer try not to be you know Audrey I I encourage you keep doing this podcast it's awesome but only because you want to do it not because you want like other people to watch it and approve it right because then like that kind of defeats the joy in what you're doing right and why you probably started it in the first place if it's for you know you to average 50 views a month or whatever you know and that starts to become the driving factor then it's probably best to call it quits by then right (laughs) no definitely and that's kind of a mentality I feel like there there was this period and it, it, it still happens now where let's say a lot of the influencers if we're going to call them that that i follow people on youtube instagram whatever the you know the platform is um everyone wants to talk about you know i i have anxiety or i have depressive tendencies or i have these mental health issues and that's their justification for when they fail at something so if they don't stick to an upload schedule or they you know, just kind of disappear for a couple of weeks or something bad happens. It's justified by, I have this mental illness. Right. And there was a part of me that would get frustrated by that element of, you don't have to blame it on something else. If you were tired or if you didn't feel like doing your job or whatever else, you don't have to blame it on something else. Just say that. And the people who truly care about your content and truly admire, you know, what you're putting out there aren't going to care. So I would get annoyed at this kind of expression of, I have a mental illness, but now that I'm in a place where I break down regularly and I'm like, I just you know, where you just, you can't get through day to day and it's not just exhausting. You do feel sad all the time and situations that you didn't care about before suddenly are extremely daunting and there's all this pressure. It's like, I'm not annoyed at them for saying that they have this mental illness or that's what they're suffering from. Cause I think anybody in our age group does, there's always something that it's like, we and, and I feel like our parents' generation were taught, we don't talk about this or you get through it on your own. Right. And it's like, 
we don't have to do that. You know, social media can be this negative thing that takes you away from your present life. And it, you know, there's that element of it, but there's also, let's have a community and let's share our experiences. And that was, you know, the reason for the podcast. I was feeling really alone throughout quarantine. And I was like, can anyone else relate to like, what (laughs) is going on with me right now? And they have, I get messages all the time. Like, I'm so glad you talked about this because I felt the same thing and I didn't know where to go. And it's like, that means the most. If one person reaches out and it's like, this meant so much to me, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did it then. I don't care if you're the only person that listens. I'm so glad that I put it out there. Yeah, yeah, no, and and that's so good. You know, I feel like a big, um, I would just say like, I don't want to phrase this. I just think that that's so huge that like you've gotten to that place now. Mm-hmm. Like, cause like that's, that's so good. Right. Because like so often, like in that space, it almost seems like competing. Right. Oh, and, a thousand percent. And it's just like, you know, like we're all just human. Chances are if you're a young adult, you're trying to figure out what the hell you're doing with your life too. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, and the fact that like, you know, there was that realization that like, huh, maybe other people are going through this too. Let's see. Right. You know, I just think like that right there is the point though. It's because like, it takes someone to be vulnerable to realize like, Hey, like I'm not the only one. Right. Um, and like, and so like for that, like, that's awesome that you did that. And that, that was like your driving factor of like starting the, the podcast and stuff. Like, I think that, um, I think that that just shows a lot about like where you've grown really. Mm-hmm. And also, cause like, yeah, I mean, again, granted I am comparing you to like your, the eight years ago you, but like, <laughs> you know, you were like at first, at least, you know, you weren't like the most outgo, you know, put yourself out there, but. Oh God, God. cringe I'm... thinking back to freshman year of high school. <laughs> I mean, I, there was a major change there. I, you know, I was the new kid. I didn't know anybody from middle school. Right. So I'm like the first couple of months of freshman year were rough. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast yet. I've told like my friends and my right. family, but right. you know, I used to like eat lunch in the bathroom. Like, the <laughs> Yeah. Like there were in the beginning of my freshman year in high school, I was so lonely. I was having such a hard time making friends that I ate lunch in the bathroom for a while because I just didn't even want to deal with having to sit alone at a table and have people look at me because I wasn't, it wasn't just about, Oh, she's the new girl. I was taller than all the girls in my class. I was blonde. Like the girl was a highlighter in the crowd. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, for those of you who, who are listening, who don't know, Audrey and I went to a very diverse high school <laughs> Yes. where uh, Asian and white were the minority. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we oh. stood out like sore thumbs. And so that was yeah, hard. It got better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it got better. Like it wasn't that way for very long, yeah. but And then I think towards the end of high school, I got really outgoing. I didn't care what anybody thought about me. I did all the speeches. I was in all the clubs. Like I was out there and college was kind of a mix again because you go from a place, like my graduating class was 180 something. 
Right. And then I go to a college with 35,000 people. Right. It's like, right. oh, that's scary. And now I'm kind of, I'm nervous again. I, I feel weird talking to people. I was so nervous about doing this. I, <laughs> I got on the computer so early. I had to set up and make sure, okay, is the lighting good? Does this look fine? Should I wear my glasses? Should I not wear my glasses? Oh, um, like, <laughs> really overanalyzing. But I do have to say, I think that this went and is going much better than I expected. So much better than I hoped. So that's awesome. Well, well that's good. Yeah, no, I was like, man, this, this is either going to go very awkward or it's going to go like fairly smoothly. So I'm glad that <laughs> it wasn't yeah, no, I think it's a good. train wreck. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know we have a couple minutes left. But um, but yeah, I, I, I think that... Um, one, thanks for sharing that. I did not know that. Maybe maybe that's why you gave your boy a shot at the time. Because I was awkward as hell, too. Oh, I was lonely. I just wanted a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and, and then you picked the most weird... Oh, man. I, I cringe at high school, Jen. Let's just say that. I, oh, man. Don't we all? Like, we all just look back and it's like, uh, why was I that way? That was not at all but <laughs> but e- either way um yeah no thanks for for sharing that and, and you know and um you know last note I, that I would say and then you know feel free to wrap how, how you usually do but um you know Audrey had asked me kind of you know what was like some I guess piece of advice or whatever um that anyone could take for where they're at in life right now right um, or whatever phase of life you're in. And, you know, I, I thought a lot long and hard about it, but, um, you know, for me, I would just say like, you know, do your best to be present uh, mm-hmm. in the moment, you know, like, like I said, um, the pace of life that we go at now because the technology is so fast. Right. And we look forward to so many things and we look back on so many things, but we fail to actually acknowledge where we're at in this present moment right yeah and and a crazy it's a funny thought but like um i was talking to like my my youth pastor he's a dope dude george is a dope man but um like we we have these like abstract conversations but uh he 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 brought up this point that the future is kind of made up it doesn't exist right And when you sit and think about it it really doesn't because like who's to say like obviously I'm not narcissist or not narcissist. I'm not cynical and I don't wish this upon myself, but nothing's stopping. I don't know, like a plane from crashing in my house and killing me or like us dying. It's very true. Very. Ne- so we, we never know what even tomorrow brings. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, we always project out into the future of like who we will be or what, what, what is to come. Right. N- naively thinking that we'll ever get there. Right. And, and, and so like being able to be present is just like acknowledging, like, look, I'm guilty of it too. I, I project into the future. Sometimes I sometimes am not present or I spend too much time thinking back, but like, you know, I would just say like, that is something that just helps us be more human and more engaged with where we're at in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're able to be present because um, so often we think about all the things we could have done in the past and that robs us of our today and like in order to escape today we look into the future so like we're never ever happy just being where we're at right so 
um, you know, my encouragement for like, you know, you even, you know, in this tough season of transition and confusion, you know, trust me, girl, I've been there. <laughs> like <laughs> the, the life after college phase is very, very confusing and hard, but yeah, you know, I would just say like, you know, yeah, be, be present in that moment and, and just like really appreciate the gift of life today because it's never guaranteed tomorrow, you know? So that's beautiful. That's such a nice, like, takeaway and I think all I want to contribute to that based on kind of our conversation and where I'm at kind of in this post-college life journey right now is you know let the lows ride because it makes the highs so much sweeter you know I think hearing your story of just a year ago being in such a different mental and physical space of really struggling to get through and now hearing that you're content and you know the world is tumultuous but you're riding it out and you're doing okay is very inspiring and I hope that you know as I continue to work on myself and and my life I can get there eventually we're kind of like in the middle right now but I am really excited and happy that we got to have this conversation. I think we talked about some really valuable topics and I hope that the audience appreciates having someone else to listen to other than me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of nervous to hear myself because I feel like I sound like an idiot half the time. (laughs) I think, I think it was really good. And I hope that this opens up, you know, the podcast channel to having more guests in the future and, you know, maybe even having you back so we can do like a check-in and see, you know, how are we doing? (laughs) In all honesty, I am more than happy to do this again. This stuff is fun to me. Uh, I, I, there's very few things in life that give me energy, um, like from just an excitement standpoint. And, and this is one of them. And, and, I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it. Hopefully you, you felt like so. Yeah, no, definitely. This was, I had a really good time and I hope that all of you guys listening had a good time as well. Please feel free to, you know, message me if you have any comments or questions and I'm going to include if it's okay with Jin, his social media handle in the description. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. More than welcome to. You could just blow me up and tell me how terrible I was if you want. <laughs> but if you felt like I I gave you something to work with, I'd love to know that too. So <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you next week. Happy Tuesday. Bye.